we're good. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're finally back. Are uh, we? What number are we at? <laughs> it's you, the listener, let us know. Fifty-four, fifty-five. I'll edit out whichever one it's not. Nobody will ever know that we don't have our shit together. <laughs> not that they don't already know from just listening to this already. Anybody who is still listening to this. Surprise! We showed up on your podcast library. <laughs> Welcome back to Take Under, guys. It's Joseph here with Hector. What up, everybody? So, oh, yeah, my gosh. The most important weeks have come and gone, and we have not showed up to talk about it. And I'm sorry. We we felt we deserved a vacation after all of our hard work barely bringing this podcast to you week after week. So week after sometimes week. So, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot to catch up on is all that means. We've kind of text back and forth. Luckily, we haven't really gotten into it. I think we've mostly been saving that for here. All of our NXT talk we save for here, at least, for sure. Um, so, I, yeah, we got too much to talk about. Let's just get straight into it. Going th- back three weeks ago. Four? Four weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it's about three weeks. No, three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, because it was, it was three weeks, four episodes. There we go. Uh, so, we can start with the pre-show match. Zoe Stark versus Tony, Sh- Tony Storm from uh, TakeOver. How, did you see that match at all? I didn't get to see that match because I I didn't want to listen to any of those correspondents that they've hired from the garbage media. I forgot who it, <laughs> I don't even they, I don't even care about their names. I just like nope. I like saw them talking and then I turned it off and I'll wait till the actual thing starts. And I didn't know there was a match until you told me there was a match. Yeah, it wasn't really like super advertised. The one cool thing about it was the was a perspective that I actually wanted to pitch on here that doesn't fucking matter now, so I can get into it. Uh, on commentary, I think it was still just Vic Joseph. And, no, actually, it was it was somebody else. I don't remember who it was, but the female commentator was Mickey James, and she was fucking great. So I was just like, oh, man, this is perfect. Mickey James was in NXT. She knows these girls. Put her on here. Move Beth up to SmackDown. And then when we saw this, the, the move-arounds, too... This is right when Corey Graves got moved to Raw, and we don't know who's going to be on SmackDown, even though we kind of already thought maybe McAfee or somebody else was coming over and Pat and Cole there. So they could have a three-person table with a female lead on their main show that has Bianca, who was the main draw of WrestleMania. All these things align. But nope, let's just fucking fire this legend and send her her shit in a trash bag. Also, you can get a, con- a commemorative one now. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that some ain't ain't that some shit that what happens with in the in the time that we've been gone, we had another Black Wednesday to the day. Yeah, to I, the day. I, I'm sure that that's all there. That's what I was gonna bring up if we if we had talked about when that happened. Like, it can't be coincidental that it's to the day. That's just got to be when they have their contracts drawn out till. I I don't I don't know. It just like they dropped what thirty people last time. They dropped what ten this time. Yeah, and they're still plan. I heard they're still planning to drop even more people. Those like, are usually like what happens whenever they drop people. Is there those rumors that they're going? I mean, they could still drop more. I don't want to say. I'm not going to give this company any benefit of the doubt at this point. But oh man, that that was so. And like the talent that they had too. You have well, we're taking Samoa Joe off the commentary table, so everybody's starting to freak out. Oh shit, Samoa Joe and Lashley will fucking tear the house down. Wait, yeah. where'd Joe go? No, he's, <laughs> he's the so exit door. we can't see him for six months, six to eight months. Like, what the fuck, man? It's just <sighs> a bummer. 
Yeah, but, like <laughs> so cool. We'll get all this bummer out. Side on the pre-show. note, sorry. We'll get all this bummer out on the pre-show. Uh, to cut back to what we were saying, Zoe Stark and Tony Storm. Uh, I'm just still trick going back on my word, eating my words about why are we having Zoe Stark here week after week. I mean, I still don't know why we're having Zoe Stark every single week with this talented of a roster, but Zoe Stark is so fucking good. I want to see. I'm glad that we have that we have this talent like the base level of her her talent compared to the base level of talent on other rosters is just night and day she's so good yeah she is good and i was gonna give her credit for the matches that i've seen her in not not that one in particular but she is good she's a really good performer she keeps it going pretty well the thing is and i i feel they're trying to force her to be like the ultimate uh like good girl mm-hmm. because she's always nice in her matches and like honors people and stuff. I was like, that's cool and all, but it sometimes seems a little forced and I just don't want it to be like, they try to do like a Roman reigns when they, they try to fucking fuck that up and put it on you. <laughs> um, but no, like it, she performs amazingly. Like I would like to see her more in like in like a tag team scenario just to see how the, she performs with somebody else. Because I I think just on her energy alone, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I wonder who would even be her tag team partner at this point. I mean, obviously, like, after what we saw this week, maybe Saray, but I yeah. don't know that I'd want her to be her tag team partner. Or I, like, actually, just, like, I don't even know I'll that shoot I want once in a while or something like that, but, like, yeah. I, her, like, solo run's gonna be great no matter what, so. Yeah, and just that they have, like, the tag team titles, yeah, she does have to have a tag team partner, and we can figure that out when it comes time to it, but, yeah, I, I just, I, I am with you, too. I hope they don't give her, like, that Candice or, like, even the Dakota treatment for a while. Where it's just like, she's so fucking good, we know she can go, we're not going to give her anything, and then it's just like, oh, kind of the time's passed, and then like, oh, well, we can't really strap you right now, because it's not right. Like, I I hope she doesn't get that treatment, but honestly, I don't really, I don't want to say that I don't care, but I'm not looking out for anybody else getting a strap as of right now, (laughs) after what happened, after how this show closed out. Uh, But before we get to that, Pete Dunne and Kushida... That this match feels like so long ago, but like we talked about going into as and even us talking about it feels like much longer ago. We talked about like this one feeling um kind of crammed in there, and I I feel like it was, dude. Like they didn't need this match to be on on this show, and especially if you're not gonna give Kushida that win there. Like I, I we saw what happened afterwards. Yeah. And after that, I was thinking Kushida needs Kushida deserves better, but. Yeah, I, it just wasn't a good placement for this match, I don't think. Yeah, that match should have been played on the on the debut move to Tuesdays to like help amp up everything while everyone was recovering from uh from a stand and deliver, which would have made more sense. And then the following week we would have seen what happened. Um which I'm still pissed about, but we'll talk to that. <laughs> yeah, because it it seems like it was a good match, not not taking away from them. Yeah, but no, not at all. They're it was really so great. fast, and like the time was, I, I felt like yeah, he was like, you got ten minutes, go out there, kill it, and then you're gonna lose. What? Yeah. And then he comes back, and he, I was like, come on, man. They they were both doing well, even though like Pete Dunne is a heel and an asshole right now. Like he's still a really good performer, but yeah, that match didn't need to be on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I get why, cause I get why they had to cram it in. Because of like what what we're seeing with at least how I how I think their booking is gonna play out with both Dunn and Kushida, but it just you guys could should have done it a week before or or yeah like you're saying that 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 weekly show there was some spots that 
they were definitely fan service for us. And even though I loved them, they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need to be on that episode. <laughs> Uh, or or we could have necess- like we could have had that stuff that, all that cool shit on that episode and then had Kushida and Dunn here. You don't need to rush the rest of the stuff with Kushida. Yeah. Let, let all that stuff play out like within a couple of weeks. But anyway, um moving on from there, we had the six man gauntlet eliminator match. Honestly, I'm trying to even remember like a lot of spots in this and I don't. Bronson Reed won, right? Yes. All right. Uh, after a massive tsunami over LA Night, which I enjoyed. Yeah. That um, match was cool. I got to say, the format of that match was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because I thought it was you eliminate one and someone comes in. But no, it was like, it was Royal Rumble style comments. Yeah, yeah they got to keep they gotta keep that match format around. At least somewhere else we got to see another one of those. Uh, Leon Ruff and Swerve, that was good. I enjoyed that. To, like Their <laughs> match within the match going on. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to see. Uh, was this this was when Rush rushed Swerve right, and then Swerve was like holding on to the gate, like hey, get him away yeah. from me, and they got to. <laughs> I remember that part, like that was really funny. Oh, uh, we had some more Grimes in here. Grimes is paying off Swerve. I remember that spot. That was really great. Yeah, there was just a lot of character building in this match, and honest, even though Bron- once Bronson Reed won, I knew we weren't getting a title change. Which is so sad, and I don't know, it it just irritated me that that's what happened. Yeah, like, I like, I mean, I'm starting to come around on Reed, but with how much I've come around on Loomis because of how good he is, and then, like, Grimes being in there, and then Swerve, pro- I honestly think Swerve might have put on a better match with um with Gargano in that spot, just because if Reed's fighting Gargano, Reed's got to win, like, he's... So much Huge. bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did play it off well, like yeah. blocking the ref and stuff. But yeah, uh, but at, at least he's getting the shots for it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I believe he should have given up or given it to Grimes or, or Loomis. Yeah, but I do like the the back and forth with Loomis. I want to see Index. By the way, I'm just gonna put that out <laughs> there right now. Uh, we've seen this before. We've all studied Shakespeare. Just let them be with each other. It's going <laughs> to hurt everybody in the long run. It's going to be even worse in the long run. <laughs> yeah, especially with a cycle like Dexter. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I just think that when you have a bunch of people on Bronson Reed, you can kind of protect him that way instead of having, like, the to have to protect him the other way with the Gargano match. And then, yeah, I don't know, whatever. We don't have to hark on this one too much. Um, so then we had... The string of maybe the best three NXT matches of the of the year. Which were is a try. Started to... started with Walter and Champa. I mean the That was fucking insane. Ciampa to win. That was and fucking I, both, insane. I think we both still think he should have, but damn, that match was so much better than any Walter match I have ever seen. That just shows you how good fucking Champa is. Yeah. Like that. Walter. You saw welts on them fucking everywhere. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was like, don't break his neck, don't break his neck. That's always my concern all the time. Um, but yeah, man, that was amazing. Yeah, that's, you're right. That's the best Walter match I've ever seen. He's never, and it's, he's never been like a big draw for me personally. Like, I don't really like that. I've said I don't like that Dragonoff match. He's had like six matches in three years. Like, I just don't get it. And that's why I wanted the change. but. 
damn, that match was really good. If he performs like that, I'll, like if that happens when him and Finn Balor go at it, oh my god, yeah, I mean, it's gonna then, be insane. Yeah, then again, like. Can we really say that he's the common denominator there? You have po- two of the best people that have ever, ever stepped foot in NXT. Two of the best storytellers specifically that have ever stepped foot in NXT, if that's the case. But I don't know. It just annoys me that he still has that belt as hostage. Like at this, I, We need to see changes yeah. in some of these belts. Like At this point, as much as I love her, I'm even ready for Kaylee Ray to drop the belt because I want to see what's next for her. Like Otherwise, yeah. you're, holding your, you're stunting yourself at some point too, I think. Yeah, and I want to touch back to that later because especially what happened on this week's episode of NXT, but um, god damn it! I, until you mentioned it, I forgot how good that damn match was. Champa <laughs> uh, Ch- looked like he was gonna win, yeah, completely, and then Walter out of nowhere is like, he's like, "Screw my broken arm!" And just, <laughs> See, and that was the other thing too. Is I was like, because. It would have been so easy to have Thatcher or Imperium or something, somebody come in and like mess up that match. But yeah. that it was a clean finish, and Walter went over and on him like that. That way, it's just kind of like uh, that match was so bad. Like that finish deserved that match deserved a better finish than that. I think. Yeah, I uh, I just but I'm biased. So like any Walter fan would be like, "What are you talking about? That's a great finish." So whatever. <laughs> I I kind of want a rematch, but then I was like, no, we need to keep moving forward. Because <laughs> I, I just want to see uh, Ciampa like, win, man. Because he's, he's been losing so much lately. Yeah. But it's because he's okay with it. He wants to put people over. He wants to make great matches. But I was like, no, man, you're Psycho Killer. Psycho Killer needs his belt back. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we can keep him a little separated from Thatcher and just have him keep doing single stuff. Because those moments yeah. he was cutting right going into this while he was alone were just back to fucking great old Ciampa that we love. Like that, I was like, Daddy's home, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, after that, we had the triple threat tag team match. And it was it lived up to all expectations to me. Like that the the bar so far this year to me has been the MSK versus Legato match and yeah, adding adding Grizzled Young Vets just amped it up that much more in this one. This This is to me is the second best like multi tag team match in NXT to me. Cause the other one was the ladder match with the Street Profits. When okay. the I was gonna say ever <laughs> or yeah, like so far yeah. in the time that I've been watching NXT, because when I saw the Street Profits when they like finally won with that crazy, insane ladder match against everybody, like that, uh, that was up. I was like late nineties, Hardys, <laughs> Dudleys, all that stuff, and I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. This is a very close second. The last time that the tag team division was that good until now. <laughs> Um, but holy cow, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, because I felt like freaking 11 years old as a mark <laughs> on my couch, like, just like, oh shit, oh god damn, get him, like, the whole time, and, and it's so difficult, because I was like, alright, MSK, cool, I want them to win, but then I also want, like, all the Fantasma to win, because I want them to have belts, yeah. and then I hit the Grizzled Young Vets, but then they start pulling cool moves, I was like, god damn it, I don't know what's playing with. The heel champions are fun to, like, to yeah. follow, like, oh man, it was so good, I wasn't, I did not expect, as much as I love MSK, I didn't necessarily want them to, or I didn't expect them to strap them this early, but 
Those kids are so fucking good. I just want to watch them wrestle tag team matches every single week. When, when Legado came back like for their second, second wind, and they were taking out Grizzled Young Vets, it's like, oh my god, they're gonna give it to them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we are done here. And then out of nowhere, MSK's like, no, son, we still got energy, and just took them out. I was like, no, they don't need it right now. They're so good. <laughs> Oh, but, man, that was great. Uh, I still say that as we continue with this, Stand and Deliver is better than the WrestleMania, except for a couple matches, because WrestleMania was overinflated. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll definitely agree. I'm the same with you, dude. Once, once they were good, I was like, oh, shit, are we going to have, like, after Undisputed lost all those belts and they're completely gone, is the memory gone enough that they're actually going to give us Legado with all the belts? But no, wasn't, it wasn't to be the case. Yeah, so we got MSK, which I'm fine with because, like I said, like I said, I love those dudes. Um, yeah, I am curious to how their run is gonna go. I think this is another run, and we have the talent in this division to to kind of trade the belts a lot. And I I want a division somewhere to do that. Nobody is doing that, and nobody's really building like all of their roster at the same time by just travel like. Sasha and and Charlotte built themselves together like two or like three four years ago in 2016 I think it was when they were uh-huh. just lo- when they were losing the or, uh, winning the belt back and forth from each other and so like that's I want to see another run like that but with like a lot of a division involved and I I thought the women's division was perfect for it if they're not gonna do it there do it here with the with the tag teams I think with yeah I believe they should do it with the tag teams because you have MSK Grizzled Young Vets. You have Legado Fantasma. You have Brizango, goddammit. <laughs> also, this week, fantastic job, guys, on the outfits. Um, you can throw Imperium in there. Yeah. I know there's like two other tag teams. Just please, 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 please. And I'm going to bring this up again. And y'all can hate me. I don't care. Stop fucking giving time to everyone. Oh, man. Like, there's no, no need <laughs> for it. They were on this. I'm just this is a side note. They were on this week just to be jobbed out for Imperium. Imperium could have been wrestling somebody else that matters to show how good they are and and give that time to them. Just stop giving time to Everrise. I guess it's in the contract. I don't know what it is. Triple H, figure out. Just keep them at 205. We'll watch. We'll, I'll promise somehow we'll watch at one point. But please don't give them time to ever raise anymore. <laughs> yeah, they have like their own show on like the Twitter account and everything. For some reason, the whole we fucking suck is like their gimmick. And I get like, like we've had, what's his name? We weren't really watching then, but like Sabatelli or like they have like Ellsworth. And WWE does this trope where they just ha- love to have these shitty people around that just get the shit beat out of them or, and they're just like laughing stocks nxt doesn't need that like nxt is playing no. a whole other game this is a different brand they're competing with other with different brands that don't do shit like that and don't rely on shit like that so please yes i completely agree with you 100 that is the stance of this podcast no more ever rise and it has been yeah, since like, they've been here like no hornswoggle we don't need that shit yeah like they're they know how to tell stories leave Leave Triple H and his boys alone to do what they need to. If they get influence from high above, I get it. If something happens, I understand. But please, you don't need this shit. You can put a good tag team versus a good tag team. And if one of them loses, even if they lose, they still look great. Like, that's the point of this. I... 
I know we're very quick to absolve Papa Papa H, but but I'm not doing it in this case because he does this a lot and he has these little projects that he fucking loves and he will shove them down our throats the same way Vince does with Roman, but he doesn't do it as like as aggressively putting them in the main event and with the exception of who we're gonna get to in just a few seconds. He's just like, oh, I, I love these people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it, and so he'll, he'll keep giving us ever rise until he's done with them, basically, because he, he <laughs> likes to do this a lot, and he, he doesn't. Well, I don't say a lot, but he, when he does this, he definitely digs in because we've had this fucking never-ending rain that is now finally over. I, I felt. Oh my god. <laughs> The emotions, hey, the, the, I, the emotions that went through me in this match, I can't tell you. Like, I loved it. I was so on edge, though, towards the end because going into this and even, like, I think our last episode going into it, I said 100% Io Shirai was going to win. And, and I said I was, I was being facetious. And I, call, I called it, and I called this, and yeah. I was like, and I'm the Io fan of this group. <laughs> and I was like, like, she needs a break, and and she can come back and then, like, win it back or whatever. Whatever they're planning to do with Rekka. And then Io can come back and win the title. But I was like, Raquel's just going to dominate on this. And that's what she did. And it, it was so entertaining. And at the same time, so painful to watch. <laughs> so, yeah. she. I mean, she did. And I need to go back and watch it again. But... Yeah, dude, just the anxiety. Like, there was so many times where, like, because that episode before we saw Eo, and that's what they were trying to do in that episode before. It's just Eo keep yeah. getting back up and over and over again. And, like, oh, my God. I, I'm telling you, towards the end of that match, I was just like, Eo's going to pull this out because the momentum is just there where, like, Raquel has it all. Eo's going to swing it right back at the end. And, oh, my God, what did you do to make Triple H love you this much? But, yes, Eo Shirai ended up losing. We have a new women's champion, Raquel. Well-deserved, I think. I think anybody thinks at this point. Raquel, oh, yeah. she's been amazing since she showed up, and she is the next dominant force. That's the other, like, so, yes, I, I have wanted this women's division to go, this women's division to transfer the belt back and forth and help build its stars. But now that it's on her, they can't do that. Like, at least I hope not, because then it just completely undercuts the last year of building that they've been doing for her. Yeah, it's like Conan style now. Everybody just gets dragged in front of her feet and just like, I'm going to kill everybody. Like, credit to Eo for like going super limp and everything when she kept getting slammed into the ground. <laughs> like, it felt like she was just going to go through the planet. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. Raquel deserves it. Yeah. I'm so, so happy that she has a title, especially what happens with the rest of the fall of the weekend, which gives like a really thing like a really cool thing for the debut Tuesday with all the women that show up, but we'll talk on that one in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, I'm night one. Fantastic. Yeah. I would, like I said, I was just too nervous to enjoy it the first time. So I do got to go back and, and enjoy it again. Um, yeah, it, it was really good. I, those last three matches were, at least and definitely in a row better than like any, you couldn't any three get up in a row to go there. anywhere yeah those are those were three those are better than any three in a row that wrestlemania had which is supposed to be the premier event of this industry um let's see so then night two next night peacock no commercial breaks this time we get fucking killian uh, dane uh, and drake maverick versus brazango and beating them what the fuck not, not to like scratch at that wound of yours, but come on, man. So two things. One, I'm glad he didn't fucking tune in for that shit. <laughs> and the other one, and here, okay, 
Peacock or NBC, whoever the f- whoever the parent company is, you paid WWD, I don't know how many millions of dollars or a billion dollars or whatever to have them for five years. Organize the shit for me, please. Like it is stupid. Like it's yeah. not difficult. Other platforms have it, and they've done really well. Even W when we complained about WWE network setup, it's still better than how Peacock <laughs> yeah. has it set up. Yeah. Also, if I'm paying for this for no ads, figure out your fucking audio, and two, don't fade for a commercial and fade back in and fade back out. If I'm not paying for fucking, if I'm not, if I'm paying for free, like no commercials or anything, because you guys need to figure that shit out. I was like, oh, this match, and then it would fade for an ad for the people that are not paying the extra money, and they would fade back in. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Made my t, like I had an old tube TV when I was watching this. (laughs) Figure your shit out, Peacock. Their audio continue. Their audio's been garbage for a while too. But really, like, I mean, I. I don't know anything about this development, but would it really have been so hard to have taken the entirety of WWE's interface and their library and then just had like a link where in the Peacock interface, you say WWE and it switches you to their interface and then you can take all of their infrastructure and UI that they've had built up and then just have that like, but no, we have to build up from the ground up to be in our own UI because it needs to do this and it doesn't even have half of the content that like that we want. It's so scatterbrained in there. Oh, and the audio. It's simple two-channel things. You have one for the people who's streaming, and you have one for the that's on the USA Network. Don't fuck with the audio for the people who's streaming. You just turn the knob for the USA one, and then you switch it back <sighs> for them. Dude, I felt like no one labeled it, and they just kept hopping back and forth. It was so horrible the first night when they kept doing that for me. Um... Oh, God damn it! Billions of dollars in these companies and can't figure shit out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, with our second night's <laughs> uh, tangent being complete, um, back to this tag team match. I I know that you I know that we both hate this booking decision, but honestly, nobody was gonna beat the new tag team tag team champion. So it's good that Brizango didn't win this match. I think. It Even, shouldn't ever happen. Yeah, like, I mean, it shouldn't ever happen, like, but they, they had to get another match. If they had to get another match on the card, it's cool that it's a tag team match. It's cool that Brizango even got on that card. And they, I mean, the match was fine. It was what it was. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad that they didn't take that first championship match because there, no one's going to beat the MSK for in their first championship match. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I understand that. But it shouldn't ever happen, like... The Killian Dane and Jake Maverick, and then stop beating up on my fucking guys. Like <laughs> that match was shorter given... than the Zoe Storm, uh, Zoe Stark Tony Storm match. But you could have given, you could have done Robert Stone, which would have been totally entertaining, and had another women's match. Um, yeah. you could have done Robert Stone and, and what's her name versus Mercedes Martinez. And one Mercedes Martinez can take say that she was there but not really there, and then beat her up and then be done with it because I don't want to see her. Like, that would have been totally fine with me. Just stop or beating even, up with my fucking guys. 
Yeah, or even Mercedes, like, fights Zoe right there and then just have her beat her real quick. Since it's a pre-show match, nobody's going to be watching anyways. And then now we have a reason for Mercedes to actually go against Raquel because what the fuck have you had? (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. But, yeah, what the fuck have you been doing here to, like, start calling shots? Anyway, um, so then moving into the actual night, and if not for the main event, which was twice as long as this one, this would have been my match of, of TakeOver. Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin to become undisputed NXT champion, NXT cruiserweight champion. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that match was so good. Everything a ladder match needs to be. And honestly, I've never been a big fan of Jordan Devlin, but this was the best match that I've had of, that I've seen of his for sure. And like, I, I definitely saw that potential that like, Shawn Michaels and a lot of people seeing him in this one, but they got from the booking to the match itself to, I mean, knowing that he was fine afterwards, but also that bump that Devlin took to finish that. Oh my, that whole match was so good from start to finish. And and the funny thing is, I was like, I swear to God, if this motherfucker wins with a stupid hit, but <laughs> we riot, dude. and and then and then and then Santos reverses and like, no, I got it, homie. <laughs> he's like, those are my belts, bitch. Like I was like, orale, I was like yeah, that dude. was fucking amazing. When he walked with that, I was like, Hector, yeah, <laughs> he didn't fucking lose to the stupid headbutt. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I will say, maybe not start to finish, because there were a few parts parts in the beginning where they were getting sloppy, and I was like, oh, these motherfuckers. Like, everybody was saying the Ciampa and Walter match was going to be better, and I was like, no, Escobar's going to show you guys. Oh, no, yeah. And then, like, they're sloppy a little bit. I was like, oh, you bastards. And then they, by the end of it, they had completely turned it around. And, I, again, I think this, if not for the storytelling, the fucking four years of storytelling in the main event and like everything else that the main event had if you just take them individually this is probably the matchup takeover for me yeah this is fantastic especially the closing when like santos and his kid was there and then he sent me that that tweet of the photo when he was a kid (laughs) with his no 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 that's his kid there that's the same kid that photo that I where thought he, that was his no where he does he the does neck thing yeah no that that's Santos in the mask and then that's his dad that's his same kid that the, he's doing he does like a figure across his throat thing if you haven't seen the gif it's great <laughs> that little kid is cool I can't wait to see there's no way that that kid is not gonna wrestle with his dad the same way oh, like yeah. Dominic is wrestling that kid's gonna be wrestling at fourteen on TV the same way like fucking Mysterio was that that shit was awesome uh, <laughs> I was so happy that. I was kind of mad that it started off with, but then I was like, no, it makes sense. But then it, when they ended, I was like, fuck yeah, like this has got me amped. Like, on to the next, let's go. Yeah. Like, nonstop. Yeah, for sure. And then we had uh, definitely a really good match afterwards. Another, this is a rematch. I mean, this is the, this is the third match in their, in their program. Between. Shotzi and uh, sorry, Shotzi and Ember versus the way Candice and Indy. Yeah, so they fought it's in the, third one. They fought in the the tournament, and then they fought for the belts, and then this is again for the belts. Yes, they the were fighting one. for the belts. Okay, so they never fought for the belts. They fought to go for the belts, and then another like rematch, and then this. So yeah, it's a little complicated. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, this is the second one. That's right. We found out this week, which we'll get to, um, they're gonna get their third match. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't told by them getting their third match if you haven't figured it out yeah. by them getting their third match, obviously they lost. The match is really good though. I mean, 
again, I want Shotzi and Ember to be separated. So yeah. like the results or whatever. Uh, but the, those two people need to go after Raquel. Shotzi needs to be the one to defeat Raquel. I think, even though it can't, I don't think it should happen for at least a year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at least eight months, but probably closer to a year. I I wanted this to be like okay, Shotzi and Ember are gonna go go out on a high at a take at a at a takeover, and finally Candice <laughs> is gonna have a goddamn belt. Especially how well like Indy's been doing lately. Like I was like, oh, she's finally at the level where like yes, they can win this together, yeah. and Candice will have a goddamn belt. And no, they're they're keeping Shotzi and Ember together. I was like. They're great together. They they yeah. look fantastic coming out. They're great. Especially like, we are not since they've had some that. weeks under their backs, for sure. Yeah. And we are not hating on that at all. Because what we want is them to be singles competitors because we know how awesome they are now. Like, I'm all about the Ember thing of how she is now. I never got to saw her before. But when she does that eclipse shift from the fucking, like, top rope and jumps high, I was like, God damn, that's going to snap somebody's neck. And it's amazing. <laughs> I'll filter um, around Peacock I for, see like, more of that. I'll filter around Peacock for a few hours, and I'll, I'll find that Asuka and Ember match somewhere in the depths of their library, and then I'll send it to you, because you got to watch that match for sure. But, like, I was like, yeah, I want to see one-on-one matches of these people. I was like, the tag team division, there's plenty enough people to handle that. Like, let Candice be dominant in something. Cause she's been like the workhorse. Also, like, uh, also like Dakota Kai, the bump queen. Like, they they deserve what they have right now. Like, Dakota might not have a belt, but she's friends with the new reigning champion, yeah, and no one's gonna fuck with her. Belt adjacent right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, with with what the way he's doing right now, they don't necessarily need those straps. And, like, with them getting this rematch, I think they will finally get the belts. And, yes, Candice and, and her, I do think, should, out, should have a dominant reign. Uh, at, least, at least for a couple months, hold on to him and win a few defenses for sure. Uh, but, yeah, dude, they're so entertaining. We'll get, like I said, we're going to get to Index, but they, they didn't necessarily need it here. And it's cool for Shotzi and Ember to get that, that defense, I think. And then, yeah, they, they do need to drop them at some point. They're just both too good and charismatic to... Yeah, to stay tied to each other, I think. Uh, yeah, moving on. Gargano defeated Bronson Reed, which was predictable from the night before. Um, Johnny looked fucking scared, by the way, at moments when like Reed was like being agile. I was like, oh shit, what a step into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not Keith Lee in there, but he's yeah, he's pretty quick on his feet for sure. The the match was good. Like they're both yeah. really good competitors, and Johnny doesn't put on bad takeover matches. But honestly, it just wasn't. It wasn't anything that was really that great, and it it probably even looks. For me, it looks better in retrospect with the match that followed it. That should have been a lot better, and that was the champ. Do you well? Do you have anything else you want to say about Johnny and Bronson? No, uh, not really. Yeah. So the next match was the championship match, which I think we both. We both predicted but wanted it to go the other way. Karrion Cross ended up defeating Finn Balor, uh, and we have a new NXT champion. Yeah. We got the MAGA champ. As my silence speaks more for it. it... <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's the same, I, same. I just hope, like, Finn's resting up, and then he, and, and, and hopefully he does become the new, like, UK champ or whatever, like, 
what we were supposed to get against Walter over a year ago, longer than that now, mm-hmm. when he first came back. Like, I'm hoping that's the plan. Because I swear to God, if they try to, like, stick him to show against Karen that he's dominant or whatever, like, no. Like, have Karen have his little three or four months, and then he can go up to the other roster. Like, I was hoping that's what was going to happen in this, because I just, meh. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I don't even know who's worth competing against the belt right now. That would make it a draw for me against Carrion. Yeah, because uh, it's just gonna which be a waste. sad to say because it's so good. Yeah, uh, and and I don't want them to be just a like a job out for him. Yeah, because uh, all of a sudden he became super dominant with his emotions. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, Keith Lee put you through your paces and you barely fucking won that shit. And yeah. then we have we have the Prince, and all of a sudden you're your emotions you got them control to beat him but like he had you going for fucking weeks like what the fuck yeah it just didn't i don't know it just didn't feel right and whatever like i hope finn's enjoying his vacation from what i see he's doing so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we've talked about it on here before so we don't have to keep bearing on it but he's just boring like really the best thing that he has is his intro and then after that it's just like an exponential decline to like checking your watch and when's the next match for both of us, for sure. I know a lot of other people that feel the same way. And so I don't know why we've necessarily strapped him at this point. I hope it is short run. We were lucky lucky to have it be short-lived last time, but that was kind of like extenuated circumstances. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I mean, yeah, we'll see what, what happens with it. But I, I could see where Finn goes to UK and actually loses to Walter, but they put on a banger of a match. Put out probably a match of the year to like contender and everybody loves it and and it is going to be the match of the year or whatever. And then comes back at SummerSlam and fights the Fiend after the Fiend finishes up whatever program he's going to be in over the summer. Well, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like kind of sorry. I want whatever. Like I wanted to speak on that in my head and it's like, no, no, fuck that shit. (laughs) Um, Crossage is boring. Like, I mean, Scarlet, and now, it's more and now knowing more, knowing more about him, like as a person, and really all you have to do is go through his Twitter. If you if you want to know more about him, go through his Twitter follows. They're all pretty recent, and this guy's probably gonna be Q within a year or two. Uh, so I don't really care about him. I don't really care about anything that his character has going on. So I like, yeah, it just sucks that. I mean, it doesn't suck. Whatever, do whatever you want to do. Entertain whoever you're gonna entertain with that storyline. But I'll be over here paying attention to the North American Championship. Um, like, I would like to see Scarlet, and I brought this up before. Like, like I get it. She's your girl, and she's your valet. But I know she can wrestle. And now that Frank, it's Frankie that's there now. Yeah, that's, Frankie Monet. Yeah, she she fought it. She wrestled her before. Uh, in the knockouts division, like you know, it would be kind of cool if she just starts fucking with Scarlet, and now we get her to wrestle, and then bring her into the women's division, because that would be a really good storyline to have and to be entertaining. Because Scarlet seems more entertaining just from her intro, being the valet, even and when she's on the side of the ring too, distracting the ref, then the main wrestler, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, eh. <laughs> totally, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh yeah, I don't know. It, I hope we get some more intergender matches. Trish actually had a quote the other day on some podcast saying that 
saying something like, yeah, where I really separated myself was in these intergender matches. That was where a lot of people, like, I endeared myself to a lot of fans, so I hope they start getting back to those. And so, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I I don't know why Trish isn't a producer in this show, or at least a consultant with this company already. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. She's a legend. She did so much for this company. She did so much to promote this this division. Why are we fucking bringing Johnny Laurinaitis, who was notorious for having really shitty relations with all the, with all the females during his time, instead of bringing in someone like Trish, who can do really fucking good things and promote the best part of your company right now? The future of wrestling is fucking women's wrestling. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Trish and Lita should be under contract as consultants and be like, hey, we were there at the beginning and we tried these things. Like, we might not be able to do what we used to, but like, we are wealth of knowledge for all of you to help you out. Or like, hey, put this match on. This is yeah. your storyline. Like, we, they fucking went at each other too. Like, and our friends. It would and be they, great to see yeah, that. They've been through it. They think about it in a way that some, that people, other people have. And like, I know that they go to the performance center, and I'm sure they talk to them all the time. But like, it's different whenever you're actually got a, a voice in the room because otherwise, they're like, oh yeah, totally, Trish, we'll have intergender matches. But then they have fucking Shayna fucking around with Reginald and Naya and all this other stupid bullshit happening in their main shows that we don't even need to get into, so we won't. But like. Yeah, you could have somebody that actually thinks about this and cares about it and has a stake in it because it's literally her fucking legacy because she was the first main event on Monday Night Raw. She actually wants it to do good, but no, you have all these other people who are like holding this division back because they're so fucking short-sighted. They can't see the fucking genius of Billy Kay and they just end up cutting her. Uh, yeah, we, we need to touch on that. Yeah. Um, but you just reminded me of something. Uh, again, how well Raquel won is the fact that she destroyed. <laughs> God, I hate to say that she destroyed Io Shirai, but she did it safely. And I just wish someone would bring Nijax to the ring and put her face in the ground like a bad dog <laughs> with like a poops and be like, "This is how you're supposed to wrestle, and this is how you don't hurt anybody but being dominant. Like you don't throw their head against the post." Like, and just rubber face in it. Like, ah, god damn it. Naya doesn't care, dude. <laughs> like, Naya would be that dog that would just be like, yeah, fuck, I don't care. She would, like, Rough. have her face run in it and then go into another part of the house and then just shit. Like, she just doesn't give a fuck at this point. If she's not any better, she doesn't want to be any better, and she thinks that she's good, so whatever. Let's just not talk about her. Uh, let's move on to better things, which was... Again, this is going to be super biased because this is probably what I care about most in wrestling. It was what I cared about most in wrestling right now. <laughs> but given the stakes, the storyline, the quality of wrestling, the quality of wrestlers, the fact that they go back even beyond this promotion, this is... It could be unseated pretty, pretty shortly here soon, but probably the best wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. I'll give you that one because I can't call up anything right now. <laughs> Just like, but... dude, it's 40 fucking minutes of them beating the shit out of each other. Like the spots with the chain, the one where they went through the fucking thing. And then like Cole kicked the floor out of the stage yeah. to, to carry him out. They were just, I mean, like this, we can't this really call. great. It was so long ago that we can't really call back to that, that many specific spots, but that match was just so good, and I can't wait to revisit it again and again throughout the years. 
credit to Adam Cole for knowing how to do uh like a seizure when he gets hit. <laughs> um but damn, like it, at times like I had to look away because of how how bad they were going at each other. And and you could feel the emotion behind this whole thing. Like this felt like Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> and it it was that damn good. Um this was great. I will. I didn't want, also. I didn't want to see them for a month either. Then, and now, who's been talking to Kyle? Because <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're rushing a little bit. Because I got some thoughts on that for sure. Um, yeah. The the last thing that I had about that I wanted to say about this is or last couple of things that I want to say about this match specifically was yeah like we thought Cole was hurt great that he's not oh yeah yeah um what's the losingest percentage of one what's the losingest percentage one couple can have in unsanctioned matches is another question I have wait say that again what is the losingest percentage that one couple can have in unsanctioned matches. Because Britt Breaker and Adam Cole are definitely <laughs> going oh for it right now. Oh my god! So that's one question I had, and then the other thing that I had is just like knowing that they weren't hurt, it, it kind of changes it. But the footage of them being rolled in the back and Adam Cole still just fucking like <laughs> just yelling at him, <laughs> being a whiny baby over. is so funny to me. I love it. It loves the storyline. I love that character. It's all so great. It's not over, <laughs> You hear me? He's all broken. He just had a seizure two minutes ago. <laughs> He's still not letting it go. Put me back in the ring. (laughs) (laughs) And that was TakeOver. Really great. Oh, man. It was so, so good. And it's funny because, like, this was two nights, the first time ever, that I believe that the two nights mattered more, like, to do it this way. And it was so good that we're just trying to pick on some things just because of who we are, but everything was great. Like, yeah. two nights of fantastic wrestling, good storytelling, kept us entertained the whole time. Great commentary team, too. Like, yeah, don't, that, that... don't fuck with our people. Let them run it how they're supposed to. The only thing that it deserved was being in an actual location with fans around them. More fans. Uh, yep. Yeah. Even if they found an arena. Something where it has like ten thousand people, and only five thousand people could come. Oh my god, that fucking place would have blown the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that, two nights of amazing fucking wrestling. I do like the way they put the cage on the like the Thunderdome style string screen. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool for sure. Because that was a change for the for takeover that they've that they've kept around too. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I got oh. nothing better to say other than congratulations to our former favorite, like former people that we love from this more so I than you for the longest time. Both our new women's champions, SmackDown, Bianca Belair, and Rhea on the Raw Championship. Congratulations to them. That 
Yeah. yeah. NXT. Dude, both NXT. of those wins were fucking great. The, and we've been saying it. This this brand of this company is the future of this company. No matter who, like, yeah, what absolutely. And the previous winners or the previous belt holders were from NXT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, that just lets you know how amazing the, this division is yeah. and this part of the company is. Like, call it the D League, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It is it is superior based on how well they perform, they teach, and, and entertain people. In my opinion, um, to it, to it, like it Raw harps, SmackDown, you mean? Yeah, and yeah. it harps back to the era where they were losing and trying to establish themselves as the place to go to watch really good, compelling wrestling. And I'm glad that Triple H, yes, he has his flaws. But 90% of the time, he knows what he's doing because he's been through it. And, and I'll give him credit for that. And thank you. Also, congratulations on your new Triple H Taken 7 DLC graphics update for, for NXT on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> and Poppy is under contract now, yeah. which was great. Uh... I did pre-order my shirt as soon as I saw it, the anime nice. one. And <laughs> then one. and then you get and then you get Black Wednesday. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I just awesome. gave them money and they do this shit. <laughs> uh yeah, that so yeah, now that we've had both okay, we got that past this week. I guess we can just talk about the two weeks that have, that have happened since then. I don't understand the logic behind premiering the new song the second week. I mean, I guess people are gonna. You're assuming people are gonna come into your change, your change of time and day anyway. So yeah, give them something for the next week. But fuck it, just put it all on the same day. Here's our new song. Here's our new show. Here's our new time slot. Fucking, this is what the rest of the shows do. Why didn't NXT do this? In my opinion, I think maybe there could have been something that was delayed on it because yeah, because it's Poppy. She's yeah. the one singing on it now, which is great because she anytime she's been. On anything for NXT, she's been fucking amazing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, can she play like six more songs at the <laughs> end of the show? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I... it just wasn't ready or something. That's the only thing I can come up with. And like, there's the only reason I would think that it would, it, the song just wasn't ready. Yeah. Because it, it sounds been like a licensing or a legal agreement or something like that. True. Because Tuesday looked like they were ready to go. And, and the following debut Tuesday, uh, from Stand and Deliver, is they have their new graphics, which were, are very Triple H like. Um, but when they show them like gonna wrestle each other, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to play Taken. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but also everybody was recovering, so it wasn't like wrestling heavy about it, or whatever. But man, when you saw Bianca Belair and you saw Rhea Ripley. And you saw Raquel. Well, we'll, we'll awesome. get to that. Hold on, you ruined it. We'll get to it. <laughs> First, that that's the big ruin that you did. All right. So, I just want to talk about before we get to that. The trap, the one travesty of the last three weeks that we didn't, and that was in the middle of this show. And I said it earlier. I said it that week. I've been saying it for a while already. Kushida deserves better. But to quote The Matrix, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Did we really have to take Santos's belt after this shit? Like, 
after it was the open challenge and in the mid i i i'm telling you i don't think i, I don't know if i told you this in, over text message but in the middle of that match dude i just had this gut feeling like shit because i knew kushida deserved better and i knew that like this has kind of come to its i mean he already won the belt he's the undisputed at this point like it just had all these the mixings for a, a, a bad night for us and sure enough kushida Got what he deserved as better, but it came at the expense of one of our favorite people, and Santos is now no longer the champion of champions. Yes. Not only did he make a cruiserweight division relevant, he created a new stable. He has had one of the best runs. Gave us Latinos something to be proud about. Yeah. Unified the belt, too, and made it undisputed. Really, and probably just threw loses. away that forfeit belt, that uh, shitty belt that, uh, that counterfeit belt that Jordan Devlin had. <clears throat> and then loses it to Kashida on the first night of his open challenge. Yeah. Which was bullshit. I knew something was up when Kashida showed up in not his normal like, yeah. clothing. And I was that, like, that was another, oh man. I was just like, uh. I was like, what's going on here? I was like, mm, something's not right. And then you see what happens, like, no, 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 no. Rewind that shit. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Yeah, I, I, like... The only thing I can think of is, like, Escobar, like, needs a break or something, like... Because when you hold on the belt for a long time, for, what, more than a year now? That's how long he had it for? I think, yeah. I believe so. Either a little or, or getting close to a year, anyway. Yeah, like, he, he kind of needs to take a break, and... But then... We saw what happened this week, but we'll get to that when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we can we can go straight into that too. I just don't want to spoil the the best moment of the of the last three weeks. Um, the, yeah. So yeah. So like yeah, they're still he they're still going at it, which is cool. I I want to see another match with them for sure. Yeah. So Escobar beats up Kushida, or the entire group faction beats up Kushida <laughs> because he stole that shit from us, just like our land was stolen. Um, after like Kushida, who the hell was he wrestling? I think I forgot who it was. Oh, it's uh, player one, player two, the one that's still only Larkin, only Larkin, yeah. And I was like, what? Okay, that doesn't sound right, but all right, whatever. And Kushida wins. Good for you. Do you you won your belts and now you defended, but then. The whole Legala Fantasma faction comes out, whoops his ass because he wants <laughs> his belt back. And I was like, all right, here we go. Like, now we got a storyline. But I do see your point that, like, did we really need to do this? Because, well, like, Kushida could have gone for the North American boat. Like, I would see, like to see him more in that mix. Yeah. I mean, it, even, it, if, even if you're going to do this, you could have had Santos win another match in his defense after. After becoming yeah. undisputed, and then this this week, so the week that Kushida fought only Lorkin, only Lorkin, then Kushida beats him. So we have another like then then you don't you didn't have to rush. This is the thing, and you didn't have to like rush that Pete Dunne and Kushida match because what I'm assuming is going to happen now is Kushida's going to beat Santos, and then at some point Dunne's going to fight Kushida because we already saw Kushida. Or did that happen on 205 yet? Uh, we We're haven't gonna get it. to the point of watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten to it being a habit yet, and now with what we'll talk about towards the end of this show, that's probably gonna be even less of a of a thing. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they ended up fighting, but like we saw where they were gonna go towards a head, like a, a collision. So 
that could be Kushida final, like or not Kushida finally, but Kushida beating Pete Dunne to to prove that yeah. he could have beaten him the first time. Now with a belt and the higher stakes, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's just kind of it's just kind of rushed and weird. It has a little too many pieces for yeah for my liking right now. Yeah, if if it just ends up with a feud with the belt going back and forth, all right, I'm cool, I'm fine with that. Like, have it have it run its little course. But again, yeah, it seems like they could have done it a little better, or or Kushida deserves something more. But could have been the North American title, and Escobar could have just been like, see, I unified this, and I'm just defending the hell out of this belt. No one can touch me. Yeah, like I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, the other thing here is, and here's why I got, I got to issue a warning to, to MSA, <laughs> MSK, because we love you guys, but keep your fucking nose where it doesn't belong. You don't have anything to do with the 205 championship, and Legato isn't fighting you guys anymore, so back off. <laughs> I will... I saw that tweet I, I will drop my fan, We will drop our fandom of you guys like this for Legato. Don't tempt us. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was so funny watching it happen and that tweet goes out. I was like, damn it, just... Just mind your business, that's all, man. Mind your business. Uh, yeah, so... Um, let's see, what other big developments do we have this week? Okay, so we can finally... I say let's finally get to Index. And what I do gotta say is... like. Yes, what you were saying about Candice losing the belt. She deserved more for sure. They were still in the main event in that first night on Tuesday because of how big and how over the, the way is. Yeah. That's so cool of them. Like, they're, they're doing that, that that well. And to get into it now, yeah, Index. Everybody's clamoring for it. They, we got to get to so, it. Credit to, to India Hartwell of how... Not only did she technically betray the way, but, but how she did it to us in theory, and then how was she was—I forgot that it was amazing because it was two weeks ago—and then how she manipulated Dexter Loomis to twice. not only be yeah twice to be carried away, and then she winks at the camera and smiles, and then just like drops dead in his arms as he carries away. I was like, this is. So good. I was telling Liz, watch, he's just going to take her over to the training room and be like, oh, yeah. no, and then walk away instead of kidnapping her the same way he kidnapped Austin Theory. And pretty much all, that's what's happened that's because happened. She, wasn't, she wasn't with him this week. The, but, they're all like, what, what, where'd she go? She, oh, he kidnapped her, took her from the ring. And then she like runs up and joins Candace and, and Johnny and Austin. They're like, where were you? She's like, oh, I was in the, the medical room. Like... Dexter took me over there because I fell, and then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. It, like we talk. I mean, we talk about it a lot more on Basics Guy than we do. But when you're on camera, you gotta steal your time. And oh Indy, yeah, Indy when she first came out, I think we kind of had our doubts. She she put that match on with Shotzi where they weren't good together, and it's like, how do you have a bad match with Shotzi? Knowing the the level of difficulty having a good match with Shotzi, like I, I kind of get it a little more now than we did then, but. Oh man, the last few weeks just where she's had this time and, and where she's been able to become Mrs. or Indy Gargano wrestling is like <laughs> all the stuff that they've given her is so great and she has really been really good with it. So it's it's cool for them. I can't wait to see where, where Index goes and where it can finally happen. Yeah, it's um was it especially this week when it was LA versus Dexter? Mm-hmm. 
and like Andy was on the side, just outside of the plexiglass, and she's just like walking it, and she does the trip. She did the trip so well. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was planned or if it was an accident, but she just picks herself right back up, and she's like, "I'm still here." Yeah. <laughs> just like the way, like her facials of like her being completely smitten with it. It's just so, yeah. it's so good and so believable, and it's so fun with the with the all these characters right now. Um, we did have Swerve and. Scott again was that the last do you think that's the last of them or are they I don't really remember how that one ended so I don't know if that was the finality of it I, I don't remember that for I don't remember that if they if they wrestled on the day on the debut Tuesday it was the day there was a yeah. but this this week is when um Leon was like, <laughs> I, I even had my brother watch this with me because I thought it was funny um, where Leon Ruff's on like, hey man, remember when I slammed you into lockers not once, not twice, but and then he slams on the lockers three times. I'm right here for you, Swerve. Where you went? <laughs> I started cracking. That's right. When you attacked him next. Okay, so yeah, they're not done. Yeah, cool. I want to see. We need to get a a. I mean, not necessarily unsanctioned, but at least a no DQ match between the two of them because their rivalry has has been low key really good. And it's only been low key, really good because the the rival, like, or they're going alongside with Cole and O'Reilly, who are yeah. years worth, like we talked about. And then they got all these other weird ass characters around them too. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind like a a parking lot fight, like they did with uh with Velveteen back in the what two years ago now. Jeez. Well, even of... if they did that, like, uh, like they did with um, who was it, Santos and Carrion? A few weeks back. Oh yeah, that's like right. They could do that. Uh, more big developments. What's her name? Sarai. Sarai. Oh yeah, the new signing from Japan. Yeah. So uh, I read somewhere apparently she was supposed to debut like a year ago, but because of all this stuff, it got pushed back and pushed uh. back. So now, now she's here. That match with Zoe Stark was really good, but like that's the thing about knowing how good Zoe is now. You could put I think I think you could put Zoe in with any of these women and get a good match out of her the same way we did with like Shotzi in the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm really anxious to see see more of her with other wrestlers to see what where the common denominator is if she's the good one or if it was more um, Zoe there. The doesn't Zoe also come from the same school as as the final boss out of the UK? Michael, yeah, she's yeah. Uh, uh, what are their names? blanking on it whatever but yeah she's from michael's school it's so funny that wwe is pulling from that school and then AEW is literally pulling from the other school (laughs) that's famous too for like training women's wrestlers well i mean AEW pulls or at least when they when they had their women's tournament they had they had some from both promotions that's what was really cool too is like seeing the fusion of them and seeing their rivalries too um yeah like they had like one of their their normal women who's like usually a face and she's uh, a mentor to a lot of the girls there she, she's mm-hmm. probably the the more fun between michael and her for my own personal taste um emmy sakura she she was starting to like kind of have some heel turns there where she was beating the shit out of some of these younger trainees at the end of their match like i think she lost her match in the second round and then she ended up beating the shit out of one of these trainees so <laughs> Like yeah, they they got some interesting stuff for sure, uh, and I think I think the one that she fought that she be, ended up beating the shit out of was from the other school, and it was because like the storyline that the commentators were saying was because it was from the, she was from the other that's school that's or cool. for a trainee from the other school or whatever. 
Um, yeah, so we just got to wait to see more of Saray, I think. But did you have anything, like, any, was there anything stand out for you for her first match or anything? Uh, no, it was entertaining. Uh, you uh, did she... say you wanted to bring up something in, in these upcoming weeks. Did that have to do with what happened at the end of this match with Tony Storm attacking them? We're attacking Zoe, really? Uh, that, uh, I don't know. Oh, my whole thing. So I know Tony Storm is doing it, so she can, she, she's, so everybody knows she's there. I, <laughs> I don't want Mercedes Martinez in any of this shit. <laughs> I think that's what I wanted to bring up. <laughs> is because she's trying to put herself into something that she hasn't been part of. Yeah, and shouldn't be. You beat the Rock of the Robert Stone brand. They're nobody here. Correct, and we love the Robert Stone brand. Yes, like, like I'm glad they're they're still around and they're doing that. At least if they're on TV. And Jesse looked good in that match, but in that match with Mercedes, like that match was not bad. The the last one with Mercedes and Jesse was was entertaining for sure. Correct, but I just don't want it because now she's like getting paid. As like a free agent, or she's being bullied, or like, I was like, I don't even, I don't know what you're doing. Like, like, I would have loved for her to be released on Black Wednesday, and then all those ten wrestlers not to have been released. <laughs> like, I'll give you a Mercedes if I can keep all ten of these. Like that, that's how I felt. Like, cause it. It seems that they have to figure out how to give her time, but there's no place for her in this. Yeah. There's no Mortal Kombat came out. Cool, we're good now. You you can you can come back in another ten years when we have another reboot. Like it nothing's appealing about this person to me. And and I'm not saying personally, it's it's just her character and yeah. I'm sorry, like Maybe she is better off in the indies or whatever, because yeah, that's I mean, where she made her name. But I mean, we've uh, had like two or three goes at this already. Like start stops with her where they're yeah. going to give her this push and then they don't. And there's got to be reasons as to why. I mean, yes, you say she's boring. She or you went say you, to you the... don't like her. I also think she's boring. Like nobody has ever been it, and nobody's ever really tried to be honest with me. To be honest with you, like tell you tell me why. Or anything good about Mercedes. I don't really see a lot of Mercedes proponents out there. She also got pulled up to the main roster. Yeah. And she said no. And was able to generate. That was the luckiest move of her career, for sure. Sticking around for 20 years is great. Being able to get out of that retribution storyline is a Houdini move along the lines that this company hasn't seen. Which I was like, you just signed, and then you got moved up. And then you were able to pull out of that? I was like, fuck you. Dr. Kovic should have done that shit. He should have been like, did you not see my matches with Keith Lee? Give me the fucking... Did you realize Dr. Kovic was T-Bar? They just unmasked him on Monday. Did you know that was him? (laughs) I thought he was gone for like a year. I thought he might have succumbed to to, to the pandemic, (laughs) man. But no, he had that mask on. That was why we didn't know about him. See, he listens to our podcast, dude. He listens to you at the end of this to wear his mask, and he just took it too seriously for too long. <laughs> Shut up, <Joseph. laughs> Oh, my God. Yes, to go into <laughs> that tangent you too far. I agree. I don't know why Mercedes is here. I mean, I'm not going to go straight up and call it for her release, but I do definitely think she would... 
let's say we just we can do an Indiana Jones thing, and we take Mickey James and put her on this roster, and then we take Mercedes and put her on the AEW roster. Like that would be great because Mickey gets to stay in the company where she became a legend and help build this division up with knowing the roots of this company. Mercedes gets to put on these. We'll call them quote unquote good matches with all the people on AEW because she has a better understanding and more experience and she can get like she can put them through their training on dark and elevation that they're doing every single week instead mm-hmm. of having these two rookies fight each other in matches that are like man are we really putting this on on camera like yeah, yeah. okay i can see that oh, god damn it Mickey Jane. i'm so sorry for her <laughs> Yeah, like I hate, I hate that we have to keep coming back to these releases and stuff like that. But I don't know if you heard you know, basics, but it just there's a couple of things about these releases specifically, and like the so Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. Those four people. If Tony Khan was a smart man, he would have like told them, "Yes, you guys are coming to work for me when your shit is up," because they're the exact influx of talent that AEW needs. A legend in Mickey James. A young up-and-comer, or not up-and-comer, but a young good star in Chelsea Green that can help put on great matches. And if she doesn't want to go with her best friend in Impact, she'll be great in AEW. Imagine a rivalry with her and Britt Baker is going to be fucking fantastic. And then you get a tag team of Peyton and Billy in there, which I don't I don't want Billy in wrestling anymore. I think she's too good for it. She should be hoping hosting The Tonight Show or some shit. But those four people can fucking just elevate a women their their women's division specifically right now to a point where they can start competing with WWE's separate women's divisions and that's not a that wasn't a good business move for them to have done I don't understand why they did it yeah so to touch on to keep touching on this yes I agree on everything that you're saying it makes total sense the thing that pisses me off the most is the reasons for the releases is they had that the person I guess who's running SmackDown didn't understand Billy Mark Carano. Yeah, let's yeah. put his name out there because fuck Mark Carano, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> couldn't understand. She took absolutely nothing. Yeah, literally showing her resume to people to join them as a tag team or something to wrestle to be on TV and made it amazing where everybody was on her side. That takes talent to take such a bullshit gimmick to turn it into gold. She spun gold from shit. Yeah. And it they wasn't still release her. Gimmick. It was and, just like a short backstage segment. And yeah, like people were to the point where people were clamoring for her to host fucking WWE WrestleMania over Hulk fucking Kogan. Like, okay. how do you fucking not get that she is over? Even if you don't understand this, I don't care how out of touch and stupid and like I don't care any of that stuff. If you see that people love this, give it to them if you're part of this company. And so I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. And Peyton Royce, who they separated from Billy from a great tag team called the Iconics that were just great together as heels. And then they forget to give her her push because they literally forgot. And then they give her two matches and they release her. Yeah. Like, what shit is that? And then Mickey James, like, for no apparent reason, and I can't see why they did that, unless they needed to get rid of that one garbage bag. And you didn't like, see Legends Night, did you? No. She had a match with Asuka that was complete fucking bullshit. Like, they were going for a little while, and then there was, like, a little mix-up where they kind of rolled, like, 
somewhere. And then I think Mickey was going for a submission. Or no. Mickey was going to go for a pin. Asuka turned it into like a submission that... Mick, like I forgot what kind of happened, but the ref essentially stopped it and either called a submission or a pin that didn't happen. And so like they they both stand up kind of in the middle of the ring, like what the fuck? And then it cuts to commercial, and that was the last we ever saw of a legend in this company. Like you, a self-appointed legend. You guys called her a legend, put her on Legends Night, let her wrestle on Legends Night, and then treat her this way and let her have that send off of that like that. I mean that abom. I don't want to say abomination, but that like almost non-match that didn't finish yeah and then we got chelsea green who was one of the surprises to me in nxc when she joined and debuted because i was like oh she's not gonna be great no because i didn't know about her past she's fucking fantastic sold the robert stone brand which i thought was gonna be stupid (laughs) had amazing great matches super talented gets called up to go and leaves in a fantastic way too and she she does well until she gets injured and has just been healing this whole time and gets released even though they were planning to bring her back i go if you weren't going to bring her back and just change your mind let her go back to nxt i don't think she would have mind she would have had a ball until she's like 100 percent to come back no you fucking cut her it's bullshit like there's no need for it when your company has so much money in the bank that you're going to make record profits again over the previous year when there is a fucking pandemic. Like, there's no need for it. Yeah. And, and for Samoa Joe, who has been trying to get cleared to wrestle again, whoever picks him up, fucking send him to the moon because that man deserves it. Like, he will pull, he'll put over anybody or he'll be a great fucking champ for you. And I hope AEW picks him up because they they need someone like that to challenge everybody else that they got right now. Yeah. He can just be that one guy that disrupts everything. I mean, yeah, he'll just put on like he just puts on such good matches too. I we never know the circumstances of like releases or anything like that or, or like where anyone's going to go. Just, I mean, we can kind of see the right oh. on the wall and like rumors and stuff like that, but yeah, it it just sucks for sure. Uh but yeah, I can't wait for Joe to wrestle other people like I he says he can go. The company never did for whatever reason. But yeah, if he whether he goes to Impact or AEW, I I can't wait. And to Tony Khan, we will be talking about AEW because now it's easier to watch AEW. <laughs> That'll be coming soon, everybody. But for the love of God, there's sign the voice of NXT. And make him your voice. Like, you have a really good commentary team. But tomorrow... Well, you have three good... Three quarter... Or two thirds of a good commentary team. You have one... One part of that commentary team that should have been left in the past. I'll give you that. Or he could be, like, managing the people in the back and making yes. sure the guys... Like, like he did Con- when Consultant, he, all that shit. Yeah. Yes. Be yeah, a part yeah, of this business you doesn't need, need to be on a mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can tell he's like tired too. Like unless like he's like just let me do one or one here and there, not all the time. And I love that man to death too because I've been watching some old classic stuff and <laughs> just hearing his voice when he would just go off the mic is fantastic. But if yeah, you... he's great. Like and the other thing too is like Shivani's great. Both of those two of of separate promotions, both of them were the voice of my childhood. 
Shivani yeah. hasn't lost it. And I don't know if that's because Shivani wasn't doing it for so long that like he still has his passion. JR just and I don't maybe I know JR's older, he's been around longer, so he just doesn't seem as into it anymore. Shivani still brings that that uh emotion every single time. And so yeah, I think you get rid of him and you put Mado in there from what we saw this week that we would we would definitely be watching for sure every single week instead of just like texting each other. Are you gonna watch this week? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, like to me, he is still the voice of NXT. Yeah, when and we have no, a, when we get music, we, Mado's we, voice will be in here. Like, sign him and sign him long term. Give him like you you got the big show on elevation. Get Mauro on actual dynamite and and watch. How amazing the chemistry will be with Excalibur and Shivani, and just fucking let him kill all three of them. Fucking amazing. JR, I love you. Seriously. Legend. I hope one day I get to meet you and get an autograph or whatever. But also, I know you're talented to be in the back, helping these wrestlers, educating wisdom, giving stories, making people laugh, shooting the shit, whatever. But to have Morrow on your commentary team. And if you can do it, please, Mr. Khan, like, you've done great so far. Keep it going. Buy this man's voice. Sign him forever. Like, you will not regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason that we fell in love with this promotion. We've just stuck oh around God. because they've been so good. Oh, Vic Joseph my God. and Stu Bennett. <laughs> or Vic Joseph and uh, Wade Barrett have been as Oh my God, have yes. been really good in, the, in their absences. In their absences since leaving. I we got to get some justice for Tom Phillips, man. You guys seriously threw him. I knew he had been kind of falling behind a little on Raw, to be honest with you. I would have preferred take him and Corey Graves back to, to NXT and put Vic Joseph on Raw because Vic Joseph is really good. And to get yeah. Tom Phillips back where he, where he like really, really leapt off, I think would, would do wonders for him. But instead, they'd rather... I could do without Corey Graves hard. fucking anywhere. But yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Um. To, Tom, Tom Phillips and Wade Barrett... And if they could get, they're not gonna happen. But if they got Mato back, oh man, I would, I would love it. That fucking Mert, sorry, like that'd just be fucking fantastic. Um, I, sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> uh, the, the one thing that I'm, don't know what's going on is Pat McAfee. I know we just went on a commentary tangent, but. <laughs> Uh, does that mean that Adam, Adam Cole's going where Pat McAfee is? I think it is. It's going to happen at some point, and they're going to have a little bit of a rivalry, but I think you can't, you can't do it right away, and so that makes me think we're going to get at least war games, and so sometime, that means sometime December Royal Rumble, Adam Cole's showing up on SmackDown. I will say this for the two, first two weeks of Pat McAfee's uh, commentary, commentary career so far. He's been good, but like, if you're going to be a heel announcer, listen to Bobby Heenan, listen to Corey Graves, listen to, uh, what's his fucking name? Larry Zabisco. Like, these guys had annoying aspects of their personalities and, re- like, and really annoying aspects of their voices, and they leaned into them. Pat McAfee, you have those in spades, dude. Like, you're, you're a really great businessman. You're fucking awesome. You have annoying aspects of your character, and you've definitely marketed those to be as big as you are now. Fucking lean into them on those desks. I'm begging you, on that desk. I'm begging you because right now he's kind of coming like half with it. He's half assing it to like kind of some of his like if he like if he was pacing himself for a three hour like daily radio show or something like that. But it's two hours. Uh-huh. 
once a week and you're and like you're entertaining dude you just gotta yell at the mic and you gotta you gotta be over the top and he hasn't brought that yet he's capable of it we we need to see it on the mic every week i think you're not gonna watch smackdown so you don't care I just want. I'm just waiting for when they announce Adam Cole's gonna go whoop his ass. Like, <laughs> this is, or, or I wouldn't mind. He's like, hey, I'm. I won't be on SmackDown for the next two weeks. Why? He's like, I got some unfinished business in NXT. I gotta go take care. <laughs> I gotta go take like some. That, I yeah, gotta go take care great. of some stuff down the road. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Adam Cole, uh, his unfinished business showed up this week, like you were talking about. And did you see the criticism of? Of Cole, well, like first the the gimmick infringement criticism. Um, so there's a lot of commentary like saying I... that he was trying to steal Orange Cassidy's gimmick, and which to which she responded like, "Oh, thanks. I didn't realize that nobody could ever wear a denim jacket again." I I didn't think that one bit. I thought fucking someone from from Raw came down to talk to him. <laughs> and and I was like, you know it'd be really cool if your name was Cool Kyle. Like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, you gotta listen to what I say. No, get the fuck out. I was like it was cool in the ring, like in his promos and stuff, but I was like, no, don't do this. Like be the badass that fucking whooped Adam Cole's ass. That's all you need to do. There's nothing more. Yeah. Like oh. you Yeah, you you proved it. You're the be- you're the best person to, uh, to come out of UE, dude. Like you, you yeah, I I don't know. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> see, I didn't like that promo at all. And yeah, I'm just I like I lost for words because I don't want to talk shit about it. We've only seen one promo so far. The match that he wrestled in was great. And Cameron Grimes saved Cameron Grimes saved that promo. He did. And that's what I was gonna bring up. He's like not only was he complimenting him, but also he was selling the fact of Cool Kyle to us as like, dude, we can do cool Kyle glasses. I got money to support you. I was like, oh, this could actually be like a really good partnership. <laughs> and I, then then I would buy into it more. But then he flipped and beat up on her favorite guy and I was like, no 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 like come on man, like don't don't lose the goodwill that we gave you in in, in this stupid cool cow shit. And this was on Doge Day. This is supposed yeah. to be the best day of his life. And Kyle's over here beating him. <laughs> That's not very cool of you, Kyle, beating him up on, on Doge Day. I, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, no, I was like, I hope they get rid of that shit. And, and it's just like, go live off the fact that you whooped at him Cole's ass and are just a badass. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah, like the content of that, the delivery of that. We, we've we talked about people, about promos being the weak part of NXT for a while. And mm-hmm. I think like this, this was just an example of that. Because Kyle's really good. Like Kyle's a big part of this promotion. His story, his character, everything. We love him. I just said a little bit, like maybe 30 minutes ago, that he put on possibly the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen. But that was not it. That character, I don't know what that was. If that is Kyle, like honestly, can we get Cole back? <laughs> Yeah, cause uh, I, I was like, wait, wait, can we rewrite that shit? Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, Cole, Cole, you gotta, you gotta do that shit to the knees yeah, of the like, face. <laughs> I mean, maybe Adam Cole was right. We should have listened to him. <laughs> this asshole tried to run him off the road. <laughs> 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 uh, but I mean, really, really, the the big sin was the hat. Like, why? Who? 
who okayed that? Who, even if it was him, who didn't look at him on the way out of Gorilla and slap it out of his head and say, you can't yeah. go on national TV with that hat? I, yeah, it, it was just not, not it for sure. And I, I am with you. I hope they change it. I just don't know how, like, if this is, if this is the character that they're kind of throwing at us, I, I don't, I don't have faith that they're going to change it. And I, I don't know how you buy more or how you, you try to double down on this at this point. Yeah, like, don't lose the momentum that you have going forward. Like, there's no there's no need to change the wheel right now. Like, the wheel's fucking full of tread, ready to go all season. You don't need to do anything to it. Uh, it oh, God damn it. I just, I really want to know who the fuck brought this up to him. Because it doesn't seem like it would be something that he would bring up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um... We'll we'll have to see where it goes. I I want to get I will give them the benefit of the doubt and like like we usually do with this promotion. We'll we'll just see where it goes. Kyle's really good in the ring, but I mean like like we're like I was saying before, Adam Cole plays second fiddle to no one when this kind of whole thing was going down, and now we're kind of seeing why maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so to finish off with the best part of. <laughs> Of everything, Sorry for of, of spoiling. pro wrestling in general. I mean, well, I'm just saying we'll get to it in general. I just want to track back to the to NXT women's division because they're. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're my favorite part of women's wrestling. They're all the future, including even Io Shirai, who had a, a video package this week. Um, this is where I'm saying, your, what did you do to Triple H to make him be in love with you so much? Like that you. You had this dominant character that they're building up for a year destroy you, as should have happened. And then the week after, they got to run this package where she's just like, yeah, she just kind of beat me. Like, they just still got to show the EO strong for some reason. Because, I, so, again, for uh, some, some baffling reason. And with it being her and Beth, I said, <laughs> if you listen to Basics, you heard me. This is the least favorite uh, video segment that I've ever seen in this promotion <laughs> between the two participants in it. So I actually like this in a sorry. So <laughs> you don't have to apologize for what you like. <laughs> so the fact that like Beth like got excited, oh I get to interview Eo, like it's her first time speaking after what happened. And and like I was like, okay, like one people don't it it kinda look kinda look like a twenty twenty special. I was like, alright, this is fine, the camera's position technically where it should. And it's just like, hey, like you 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 had the belt for over 300 days, like 300 days, long reign, yada yada, like just those. And then Raquel just destroyed you. And she's all like, yeah, she got me. Like, it, she wasn't denying it. She's, she's good. And then confirmed that there is going to be a rematch at some point. But, like, it was like, I got to go fucking get some rest. Like, I'm just going to go rest. And I would have been fine with that. And then it gets interrupted. By Frankie Monet because of her damn dog. And I like dogs, but not this one. Um, <laughs> and it just turned it into something that was not really necessary. Like, you're saying you're going to be the top in this thing or whatever. It was like, Eo's already on her way out when she's going to rest. There's no need for you to do this. Like, you need to prove it to the women that are in the locker room, not the former chap that's going to go take vacation and come back and then whoop your ass. Like, you got to prove it to them. So I felt it was, like that ruined it completely for me. Ugh. And I was like, 
Uh, I was like, someone called Chelsea Green. I want her to beat her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just out of my own bias, she she saved it for me. But that's just because I've been waiting for Taya for months already. And so, uh, and the, after what we saw the week before, which we can get into now, was great with her and Raquel in the ring cursing at each other in Spanish. You can say culo on TV. Did you know that? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that like, yeah, to, I want to see them go at it. Not necessarily right away, uh, but I, yeah, I, I kind of hope, kind of don't hope, whatever. I, we'll see how it goes, but I could see a world in which Taya is not very long for here. And so in that case, like, yes, run her through all the best women is, is at least where I'm coming from. Like maybe before EO goes out for her rest, let her, let her wrestle Taya so she can put Taya over. Taya can kind of establish herself and then uh-huh. let Taya wrestle uh, Dakota, Zoe, Shotzi, like get all these wins and then wrestle Raquel, lose, and then she can go join her husband on Raw and help infuse that, that, um, that division because a division with Taya, Shayna, Rhea, Charlotte and Oscar is really fucking good, and that's not what Raw has had for the, for a while already. And that, yeah, they yeah. already have three of those five ready. Shayna's almost cut loose from her tag team. Pennies. Yes, that surgery that is needed to separate that fucking parasite from her. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I hope it's successful soon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so we'll tie it back down to a happy note. To to the moment, which will, and that's what, the only reason I, I'm trying to tell you not to spoil it is because I don't know about you, but it is my new favorite moment of NXT. And before, what my my favorite moment of NXT, and I mean, it, it, I'm gonna be biased. It was Undisputed Era, my favorite stable since since NWO, and Roddy Strong, my favorite person in, since this, turning on Pete Dunne. They win the championships, and then now uh, Roddy joined Undisputed, and they're all four together. Like that was an amazing night. This one was so much better. Like, it felt so much cooler to see them after all these years, all three of them in there. And, like, when Rhea came out, I was like, what the fuck? And then they kind of smile at each other and, like, slap their their tattoos together. It was so cool. And I thought that was all we were going to get. And then Bianca comes out. The person who was robbed of this championship more than anybody in this promo and because of that it did so much service to her finally winning a belt at wrestlemania and made it so much bigger because uh, Rhea won the nxt championship off of uh bianca's blueprint and bianca never got that that shot like yeah to see all all these three women that we have been heralding and watching and been such a fan of such fans of for the last few years Bianca specifically in there with her right not expecting her to be there and taking her rightful place amongst the three of them for all of them to hold up their belts was such a cool fucking moment for fans of this promotion for so long that have been promotions for the so long that have, fans that have been fans of this promotion for so long and to have all of them there to, to sign it, it was no, it wasn't the sign off. It was in the middle of the, the show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, just to have them there was was cool. Like like I said, my my new favorite NXT moment. That's why I just wanted to hark on it a little bit. Oh no, too. It was fucking amazing to see, especially when you see all three of them stand, and then they show a picture of them from like three yeah. years ago, yeah, yeah. all together, like when they're just getting there, or finally like getting their momentum, and you see that, and they're like, we fucking. You can just tell they're like, we fucking dominated. There's yeah. no, like, uh, I was like, that's awesome. And that just, again, goes to how well at this division, this women's division in NXT is. I believe it is the best in the world. That's me being biased. 
but also it's proof all of them have the belts and all the ones before them were from NXT that held the belts yeah. the, that are now getting considered legends or future Hall of Famers. And that's what's going to happen for these women as well. This is the blueprint of how to build your women's division. It might not be completely perfect, but it, it is the best that's out there. And the funny thing is, the, its own company can't even figure out how to do it on the other fucking two shows. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, like, if we're going to... So here's the thing. If we're going to be getting rid of actual superstars that, like, for whatever reason you think may not be... You guys think may not be able to cut your weight. Samoa Joe can't be cleared. You don't understand Billy Kay. Maybe Peyton wants to go with her husband. Whatever. We can figure this shit out. You guys aren't giving Peyton her push. You guys can, we can figure this shit out. How many, like, and we never hear about this stuff, so it could be, like, a really bad turnover. Maybe they're just, like, going through these writer crews every single week. But they're all consistently bad this long. Why aren't you getting rid of any of your creative talent? Yeah. And then promoting well, the people from NXT, even. Or, I mean, if you are no. doing that, make a better point of it because it will go a long way for fans to know that and they would get you would get more buy-in. It seems like a slam dunk. I don't get why they don't do that. Yeah, like, if your creative is having fucking issues, then send half your creative to NXT. Don't tell NXT what the fuck to do. Watch. See what they're doing because every week, their, fuck, their fans, us, we watch that shit all the time. We replay that shit. We're we happy. Wish this was, yeah, we're so much happier. We're happy to do it is a thing. And like you go through tweets on Raw and it's just people like, ugh, like, this well, again. Yeah. What happened with the one time I tune in and I'm watching some bullshit match? Uh, I for, it's not even memorable, but the memorable part is that I was pissed that I wasted my fucking time of 15 minutes to watch some garbage on fucking in. Raw yeah. to tune in. And then it, and I was like, fuck this, and I changed it. Like, no. The, it, it, it's just so irritating. SmackDown, I know it's better, and I should start watching that. But it's, like, Shayna Baszler, and my Keith Lee's not there. What the fuck's going on? Shayna Baszler, the woman that I love to hate from fucking NXT. <laughs> They're not using her how she should be fucking used. Yeah. And, I, and again... That surgery, hopefully, will be done soon. And we'll finally get to see what she's made out of. But come on, guys. It's not, it's not fucking hard. It's not difficult. See what made them great, and then continue that. It, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, they just need to make hard decisions at some point. And they need to make hard decisions about like what they're trying to do and what they're not trying to do. So if, we, if we're going to... like. If we're going to excel this, and this is going to be the future of pro wrestling the way it should with Rhea and Bianca, honestly, what are Tamina and Natty still doing here? Other, other than like coaching or, or consulting roles, because they could be great in that, but they can't go with these women. Like Maybe at one point they could have, and they are, they are foundational. I don't want to take anything away from the legends that they've done and what they've done to get this division where it is now. The women's division isn't, is where, it is, isn't where it's at without their participation. but. Part of that participation is also knowing when to walk away, I think. And if you guys are doing that and taking up time from, like, like think about this. To me, or I don't know, did you watch all of WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much watched it. I did not watch the Natalia and Tamina match. Well, not that one, but did you watch the, the women's tag team match? The one where they were trying to determine who got into that match? 
Uh, I vaguely remember it. So live. I know I watched it, but I didn't. Live and Ruby well, yeah. were fucking great in that match, and yeah. I'm not a Riot Squad fan at all. And they fucking and lost. They showed up and they fucking lost. Like, how do you do that? You could have put on such a good match with the Riot Squad, and uh, even if they were gonna lose anyway, you could put on such a good match with the Riot Squad and and Shayna and um and Naya the next day. It would have oh, been so what, much better than than Natalia and, and Tamina, I think. And uh, I forgot Rusev's wife or Nero's wife. I forgot she was in one of the tag teams as well. Yeah, and Lana like, and Naomi. And they like they got tossed out really quickly. And I was like, "What the hell's going on here? Like, stop! You had tag teams. You had women tag teams, and you separated them. Yeah. And now you're jo- no stop fucking with this shit." And I go, the right squad should have won that. And I was like, whatever. No, like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can keep it, on doing so There's, there's yeah. aspects that are good, and we can see where it turns around, but you got to use these women that are... That are that's why, like, just to, to bring it back to where we got off of this tangent, like, these women are, are the future of this company. Keep using them, please, and stop using some of the old talent that doesn't need to be here anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense it's, to keep some of these people on the roster when you have better people that you can call up and put in those spots. And and or if anything, like make make like a stable, make a woman stable of like of like use it use it as your energy. It's like, oh shit, there's all these new people coming around, all these young ones. Then make a stable of legends or veterans or name yourself something and where you can where you just fucking start beating them up. Make it somehow compelling of like, yeah, we know you're coming, but we're going to fuck you up while you get here. Like, that seems then a little bit entertaining. Not to completely push them out, and but give them something to do that way. And that makes more sense to me than creating a group of fucking retribution and wasted people's time. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Honestly, I just kind of want them out. And so, like, if we're going to make a woman stable, put Becky, Shay, put Becky, Charlotte, ba- uh, Bailey, and Sasha in their Sasha. stable and send the rest of the women after them. Because the four of them could hold off and it would be so fucking cool to see them face Rhea and Bianca and all them and, like, all these people just coming after, like, you guys are the reason that, you guys were the evolution, now we're coming to take you down and them just standing up and saying, like, no. You know, it'd be really funny if they do that and they just keep dominating, but it's like Bianca and Rhea like keep leading the fight, and then all of a sudden, you know what? Fuck this. We're gonna call up somebody. Hey, Raquel, you want to help us out for a match? She would. <laughs> oh Raquel my God. and Kaylee, bring them over. Uh, oh my! Put God. a war games on at at a uh, Hell in a Cell. <sighs> oh man! But they won't let the women outshine the men, so that will never fucking happen. Um, I, I, we, we could probably like start. Yeah, to, we can go on to wrap up so much. Yeah, we could probably start to wrap up here. So I just want to say one more thing because it wouldn't be us if we're not shitting on even our favorite stuff. Um, how do you have side plates for Rhea who won her belt on Sunday and not the side plates for Bianca in that moment? She had Sasha's side plates still. Like, fucking come on, guys. That that's the one nitpick I had, and even like you could see in the in the pictures where Triple H is like pointing, you could and like you could see uh, where the where it had the three of them. There's a few angles where you could see like uh, Bianca trying to cover it with her arm, um, and it's like she shouldn't have had to go through that. You guys should have had her fucking side plates side ready if you knew ready. she was gonna win. But whatever. They're like we couldn't fit up EST for fucking everything on it. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, we're finally caught up. We should, and we should be back next week. Yes, <laughs> we should be back next week. We got a plan for recording. Maybe even this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, we will have this out before NXT for sure. And so yeah, you you said it earlier. We are we were originally when we started this podcast, possibly fifty four, maybe fifty five episodes ago. <laughs> we're gonna watch the Wednesday Night War, or like we were amped up for the Wednesday Night Wars. We kind of took our our interest where they wanted to into NXT and let AEW kind of fall on its own. But now that yeah. now that Kenny's collecting belts and he's back to what we want him to. They still have Moxley around, and I'm still going to complain about it a lot if we're going to start getting into this. But I'm I'm getting into this to say that we're now that it's easier for us. I think we're gonna we think we're gonna start watching AEW and talking about it more on here. Um, so maybe that'll yeah. push out 205 and and UK, but maybe we'll start to watch those matches still too. We and also we gotta start uh, supporting our girl who got released and now she's like number one contender ty conti yeah whooping ass like well she was number one contender <laughs> she uh, should have joined these four uh but she didn't win unfortunately and both of uh, us haven't yeah. seen that match we both need to go back and watch it but it's cool dude have you seen her have you seen some of her matches from dark and stuff yeah she's so fucking good now it's so it's so unfortunate that wwe let her go and they didn't see that potential that we saw in her but yeah. for her to actualize that but like for her to to take that big loss of losing her dream that way and still have the drive to be like no fuck it like i'm not gonna lose i'm not gonna fuck up this chance in this promotion and yeah. what she's brought since she's gotten there she's been week after week she's gotten better it's so good i just don't want to get kicked by her like god damn <laughs> right those pup kicks those fucking so kicks got hard. stronger since she left yeah she's made me want to pump kick everybody dude i walk up to my dog like i could pump kick you across this room right now oh man Uh, and on that note make sure you still wear a mask and get your vaccine as soon as you can yes we are doing our part we are definitely vaccined and halfway vaccined yes so we are three quarters of our way through our vaccines as a podcast Still wearing masks. Let's get through this shit and we can. Because I want to go see. <laughs> yeah, I want to go see a fucking takeover. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'll see you next week. Later, guys. Later. <laughs>